0: Welcome to the Creative Tools Podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Suyog Risbud. Suyog is a creator in both his personal and professional journeys. Personally, he has been producing videos on his YouTube channel, The Fun Indian Guy, for more than five years on the topics of creativity, design, innovation, and lifestyle. He has been running a podcast for last four years called Dailyish Pod on creative work style. He has recently started a Marathi podcast called Wifer to talk about the local Marathi culture and references. Professionally, he wears the hat of Futurist Art Director at Fa- Futuring Now Studio, where he helps super brands to craft and communicate future scenarios and visions through videos. Hey, Suyok, thanks for visiting my podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure finally to catch up after a while and talking on new topics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so i will dive right in my first question is what do you create uh,
1: so basically last 5 6 years i'm actually into let's say content creation side of it so uh, on my personal level i create youtube videos podcast videos and audios uh, then there is marathi podcast going on lot of stuff for Instagram in vertical format from content perspective, my YouTube channels, of course. And uh, that's basically the personal side of it. And on the professional basis, I create future concept videos and stuff for the client with my own studio. So those are like the two primary creation. And then again, the music production and everything is on the sides. That also I create, but that's not the like kind of focus of it.
0: So, has so. your creations been always digital, or you also create something that's tangible and you can hold in your hands? Uh,
1: good point. Now that reminds me of the other thing which we also created. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> me and my wife Prachi, we actually started publication. So, we took the like a physical, like old analog camera, like 1969 types, uh, Olympus OM10, and then we shot like two rolls on it, like 36. Uh, photos per roll and then we developed it and then we created like a photo book which is now available just like a zine uh, but like a photo book that's like a physical thing which is not a digital copy Hmm. Hmm. so that's one thing in physical yeah
0: okay Um, so I'm going to uh, talk about I'm going to ask about three uh, different sections in the creative process Um, Mm -hmm. the first Uh, section is pre-creation so what you do before you start creating then actual creation and post creation so let's uh, focus our discussion around these three areas so let's talk about the pre-creation aspect of it so before you create your content um, how do you receive and how do you record your inspiration and how do you retrieve it when you want to create your content Right.
1: So as as you as I said before, like I have different, let's say, criterias and demands of new ideas and stuff. So uh, usually sometimes I, like you're going about your day and you keep coming up with new, new ideas, maybe hmm. also during commuting or something random. In that case, I kind of document it in an app like Google Keep or Notes or hmm. Day One or Obsidian. Like these are some of the apps I kind of jump around in. So that's like the first touch point where I just have something comes, up, comes in, then I just do it there, like documented there. Uh, I also write stuff down in the journal. So I would like really tell like proper journal, physical journal and sketch hmm. something and write it. So that is also there. Uh, but mostly like new ideas are usually documented in that perspective. Uh, on the other hand, if something has to be created for a certain goal, if it's like a client project or if some topic I already know I need to work on, then that becomes like the starting point can be research oriented so doing the research on that topic first and then documenting that and then kind of starting to write the script and everything so that's how like the initial initial phase of a project
0: so this is recording but has it ever happened to you that you recorded your inspiration in your journal or in the keep app or whatever and then from the moment of recording the inspiration to the moment of actually creating mm-hmm. like weeks and months went by. And then uh, you now have to retrieve uh, the uh, inspiration that you have recorded. So How do you remember like what you have written and then go back to it?
1: Right. Good point.
0: So sometimes it's
1: like instantaneous, like, where, like I come up with something and then we actually work on it and write it out. But some ideas are not really you can work upon immediately because they're right. like inspirations which came from nowhere. So in that case, sometimes I lose them. But it's always like because it's documented somewhere, there are days when I just go back and see what was there written before. So at those instances, they just come back. It's not like it's a process where I actively seek for them. Hmm. But sometimes I'm just walk, going around and like if I'm traveling and I have nothing left to read, I sometimes just go back to like, oh, what i written before. <laughs> And then mm. that way I can kind of see, but the, the new app, which I recently came across was the day one. The good thing about that particular app is basically just like how Facebook shows, you know, five years ago, you were here mm-hmm. or last year you were doing this. So it has that algorithm where it kind of pops the stuff you have written last year. So I've just started to use it. So of course, I do not have like a lot of data in it to like call back. But I was it's interesting to see that so that you can actually get some triggers and reminders and notification that last year you're thinking about this.
0: This is interesting. I have never heard about this app. So this is a app for note-taking app. What, what is it exactly?
1: So primarily it's note-taking app, day one. The, 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 it, there is a possibility that you can access the same thing from your phone or your computer or anywhere, but that particular feature needs like a premium upgrade. So you have to pay for that. So I'm not using it that much. I'm not paid for it. Free version, every every uh, journal is a standalone on your phone, separate journal, on your laptop, separate journal. But this is a primary note-taking app. You you can add photos in it. You can add videos in it. You can add voice notes in it. But it kind of goes into the, like, how Notion and everything has, you no. Know? It's like one text format in that yeah. you can put file, files. Uh, but it's day one. The name is day one because the idea is you should journal every day. So there also you can add triggers in that app, which... At, you can set a reminder, and it will be like what are you thinking about now, and then you write it. So every day you put a entry. So there are like different things in the app, mm. but yeah, that's, it's, it was interesting because this is the only app where I see you can get some callback and reminders of yeah. what I have done before, not like yeah. this But
0: uh, but those reminders are shown to you based on what criteria?
1: so you usually the main thing is last 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 year you were doing this last yes, year we were doing this okay then then it has also map so if let's say for example you had gone somewhere to travel and you got a lot of inspiration there so hmm. you can zoom out see the map and see the notes on the map
0: <laughs> so you can like
1: okay, what what was I thinking about in Milan you go to Milan and see oh.
0: so there are this
1: small small other things added which is interesting let's see I'm just exploring I haven't started to use it lately. is
0: it pretty new like is has it is it a new app or it has been around for a while?
1: It could be like because so many note-taking apps these days. I of course I came across it through some productivity video on YouTube. Mm. So that guy talked about it, and I just downloaded. it. it looked pretty nice. So mm. that was that was it. Otherwise, Obsidian is something which like blew my mind away when I used it for the first time mm. because there the note-taking and how that makes connection to other notes was like crazy.
0: Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what. Uh... <laughs> So, this is this is very interesting I, I have never heard about this that's why i'm i'm interested
1: so one random morning i was just reading through random articles on medium and uh, there i uh, stumbled upon one article about zettelkasten method of research hmm. i don't know if that's the right pronunciation of his name but this particular st- person was a researcher back in the day and he had a certain method of storing ideas hmm. so he had he had four step process so i don't remember exactly the whole process anymore But in a way, he was able to connect each idea to other idea that even after he died, a lot of people just took his notes and Uh. in one mechanism, they could put out books with topical stuff because it was arranged and organized in a certain way physically. Okay. So in that article, they talked about Obsidian, which is an app where you can set up such systems. So Obsidian is a basic app where whenever you type something in that, it actually creates like a text TXT file, which Mm. is like you can access it from any system anytime hmm. and uh, it stores it on your local disk, or you can also back it up. So it's like time, uh, let's say proof. And uh, in that there is a, like you can create links between something. So for example, if I talk about, let's say automobiles, hmm. so automobile can be main topic. And then uh, let's say I talk about Porsche. Then hmm. I can say ki Porsche is part of automobile. Hmm. And hmm. then in Porsche, I talk about 911, the car. Hmm. or something like that. And, and that's how you, the process goes. But then there is a view where you see all those nodes and uh, hmm. 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 and you can isolate just Porsche. Then all the articles about Porsche will pop.
0: And But and you have to it, make those connections manually.
1: No, you just have to add like the tags, not the tags as hashtags, but you have to put it in the brackets a certain way. So it creates those links automatically. But then.
0: anyway, but in no. any case, you have to add it manually. Like it, it won't recognize yeah, that, that Porsche and car. are. No, 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 are,
1: no. You so, have to okay. refer, refer, You have to do the reference in that so that okay. it knows. But it's like a train of thought. So how I use it for creativity is like when I, for example, I started with a topic, Marathi podcast example. Then I'll write some article, like some Mm. ideas, some topics. And in that topic, then I'll do the callback of one topic and go to the topic article, write something there. And then I'm like, oh, this is also interesting. So I can just highlight one word in that sentence and about that word, I can write another article. So Mm. that's how I use it as a train of thought, but in a kind of structured way. So we have it laid down, Mm. not only in thoughts.
0: I was talking to someone yesterday and he mentioned that the way for him to remember is he always attaches a piece of music to an idea. (laughs) <laughs> so 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 he he has like the uh, a pandora account and yeah. uh, whenever an idea comes to him or something he writes it down and then he uh figures out a music uh that he because he listens a lot so he just figures out a music and then takes a takes a screenshot of that and then puts it in the screenshot folder of iphone <laughs> so so then when he goes back to just listening to the music he can like bring back that same idea so nice <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that people use, yeah.
1: but I think the point of the all, all the apps you know like it's not like I'm consistent on the same app. It's just that something is interesting at a point, so for that phase, I use that app, so like hmm. that's why my ideas are all over different platforms, even in the normal physical journals
0: hmm. Hmm. but so. Isn't it challenging or is it completely based on your memory right now? Isn't it challenging to know where you have stored an idea? I mean, have you missed any idea?
1: Like I, I, I will never know, know that if I missed because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm reading my own stuff and I'm like, wow, this was very thoughtful. <laughs> but Yeah, but it's, it's, it's need-based. Like if I need something and it's not like, I don't have any ideas that I have to go back and look for something. I can always come up with a new idea. But some some references and some things which got inspired back then, those are nice documentation. Mm. As I said, like, I refer to it once in a while, but it's not like a crucial point that if I miss something, I miss it. Mm. Like, if it's a client project, I won't miss it because then everything will be documented properly. Mm. I know everything everywhere. And in that context, I usually use Miro boards. So we have, like, infinite art boards and we Mm. put everything there. It's a collaborative stuff. So there, like, even the references, mood boards and everything, everything is on the same board. Hmm. and then storyboards also come on the same board
0: right so that that is basically recording your inspiration right where you are creating your creation as well so it's uh yeah the, right yeah yeah
1: it's, it's very demand-based inspiration right
0: right yeah um okay so uh, let's talk about the creation aspect now so for mm-hmm. actually creating your content uh what do you use so
1: uh we have equipment. That's the one part of it, which is like cameras and mm. microphones and the recorders and everything. So that's tech, tech part of it. And uh, then of course, everything is short and then the stuff is put into the laptop and the editing starts. But for creation in specific, like sometimes now I've started to write some scripts because I understood that that is the best way to do stuff in, in the terms of my videos, which are more mm. like conversational. Uh, but while creating, I refer to some notes. Sometimes I just make bullet points like Mm. on a desk paper. So I have the paper in front of me and then all the gadgets which you basically like light and everything.
0: So I I guess what you are saying is you kind of either don't necessarily storyboard, but you write down the idea. So it's like a text storyboard for you. Uh, Yeah. Text outline of what you are going to talk. Yeah. uh, In the, in the content. Okay.
1: Yeah, and the recent ones earlier, I used to just take the topic and say anything and from the for the client, like where the structured videos are made, there we actually have the script with everything what is happening on the screen and everything. And then the storyboards also there.
0: So uh, let's talk about uh, both of them. So um, the, the script that you write or like the bullet points that you write, are they just on the piece of paper or they are uh, somewhere in some software?
1: Uh, so today, I, before this call, we recorded two podcasts in Marathi. So for that, uh, I the first one had the pointers, and all the pointers were in Google Docs. But what I've realized no, even, even if the it's even if it's the same content, just me writing it on the paper, it's easier to like like grasp and talk hmm. about. Because today I had it in the proper font and everything on Google Docs, but it was hmm. like somehow I everything looked same. All hmm. the bullet points look same while I'm talking <laughs> to the camera and looking at the, like, where is it? Hmm. But when I write it, you kind of has a handwriting, had spacing, you can also make some small sketch around it. It's just easier to grasp if you have like on the spot kind of a thing. Hmm. But hmm. yeah, it, it comes from usually the document, like which is hmm. digital, but for hmm. the recording purpose, I make it in physical.
0: And then... uh Okay, and then you are recording on camera and also in your microphone. So are those uh, two separate recording yeah. entities or you, eventually it is just one file?
1: So right, today we had multi-camera setup. So we had two cameras set, set up and then we had Zoom H6, which is like a, a voice recorder, hmm. which was plugged to two microphones. So, so different files. So basically four files, two audio files, separate microphones and two video files
0: and then what is going to happen after this like the, now, uh, the, how are we going to edit this
1: so we will pull it in premiere pro we will align mm-hmm. everything because there are claps in it so we'll align everything and according to the conversation i'll switch between the
0: cameras so the audio video sync you have to do it manually for each take
1: Correct. I'll just do one, one clap. That's all. I, because it's just at the beginning of the first thing. Then it's all. Available. Oh,
0: so you haven't taken takes. You basically just no, kept the camera on. as rolling. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 Yeah. But then, I, I, you, but then you need to then remove stuff now, uh, in editing to make it a cohesive yeah, yeah. video later. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Pretty much like some fumbles here and there. We'll remove that. And, uh, actually we had to record, uh, two, we had to, like, because Sony has 30 minutes, uh, this thing, cut up, cut off. Mm. So after 30 mm. minutes, it stops recording.
0: Mm. So we,
1: one podcast went about that. Mm. So in that particular thing, we did clap again, so we can align everything again. Mm. But I think in Premiere Pro, it automatically also does it stitching, but i am not used that feature. Mm.
0: Um, and the, so how many times do you have to do this? Like What uh, we just discussed,
1: no, at the beginning of the clip, and then I edit. Like, no, I'll, no, no. What I'll I'm like, saying is the it, like,
0: actual video making
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, how frequently do you do this? Like, how many? Uh, what's the frequency of your podcast? That's my question.
1: So, right now, Marathi one we are doing once a week. So, uh, that's like right now, we did two episodes because we, so two weeks will be sorted, hmm. but before that, actually, I re- recorded seven rep- episodes of English podcast which is a new format I came up with today. So so it's not like a longer podcast, but like a mini micro episodes, which I wanted to do for a while. So before I set all the cameras and everything, but this English one was audio only. So Hmm. I just recorded and started recording and did some open like warm up kind of a thing. And then I recorded multiple episodes. But then that was also like 30 minute long file, which has five episodes in it. So we'll cut it afterwards in the post.
0: And that and your podcast are video podcast or audio podcast?
1: So usually video, audio both. But today I started one in English, which will be only audio because once in a while I just do this one season Mm. or one particular small show, which is Mm. just audio Mm. because the video podcast it takes a while to like really because on video you have to first of all set up everything editing also is a longer period of time. Correct. And uh, and it's just that you also need a lot of different kind of energy to be in front of camera, be smiling, mm. should be mm. engaging. So once in a while, I give myself a break by just doing audio version, where it's mm. like it, it can be recorded also in dark. One mm. Pressure is a bit less.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, in terms of actually creating the content and mm. processing the content with these tools, uh, which, which process do you enjoy the most?
1: Uh, ju- just a second sorry can you come again
0: so in terms of uh, so looks like what what you are doing you are doing a lot of um, video and audio content and also doing a lot of editing of that mm-hmm. Um, so there are two aspects to it right one is creating The content coming up with ideas, writing it down and creating the content. And then once that content is recorded, you have to process the content. So which process, which process do you enjoy the most? The creating portion of it or processing portion of it?
1: I think both has ups and downs per se. For example, like sometimes creating is if you're in the flow, it's easier. and It's just fun because you're doing a lot of interaction. There's a performance element to it. But sometimes it also needs a lot of energy more than the processing. Because processing, you sit down and there is a certain process. You're not like... You're like The the chance of expression is not as much as chance of expression in performance. Right. So uh, sometimes I just like to just sit down and edit when I'm not into my performance mode. Hmm. But uh, I think the most exciting one is the bit where you record. Because it's like where you do no ideas talking about it and all. Hmm. Uh, but that is also most effort high intensity, high effort, high brainage.
0: Mm. I mean, one thing that I have observed for myself is, I mean, creativity is a rechargeable resource. So, so, it's not like an infinite resource so you uh, your battery will go down like after after a certain point right sure. so so to preserve my battery for the creativity portion of content making is something that i'm a- immensely passionate about and that's what i try to do uh, and that's why i like I create like some automations or like something so that i can quickly uh, get over the hump of processing my content and then go back into my creative mode um right. so that's why i asked like what what do you enjoy the most i mean there, uh, there are some people who enjoy the processing part of it uh, the, uh, but uh, there are some folks who would enjoy the creative part of it so that's why
1: yeah i, I think but, it's again up up and down sometimes i'm convinced right. about it sometimes i'm not convinced about it at all so like the last english podcast uh, season 32 30 to 30 like i think we shot 32 but we premiered 31 so 31 episodes were there And all 31 episodes were recorded in five nights. So we shot like 10, 10 minutes, episode back to back Hmm. five nights, which Hmm. was in December, and then from January, I started editing, posting, editing, posting, and it went on till like July. Hmm. So like half of the year content was shot in a week, but then it took half year to edit, post, edit, post. Hmm. And I didn't edit. I wanted to edit it together, but then it just too much work. So I like, I'll edit it as the week comes. Hmm.
0: Okay. Now, let's talk about the post-creation aspect. So, uh, how do you release? And by release, what I mean is release from yourself. Like uh, release meaning now the episode is ready or now the content is ready. I'm not going to make any changes to it. That kind of release. So, how do you release? Mm -hmm. How do you distribute? And how do you market your content?
1: So my content, because it takes a lot of energy and efforts to really build one because mm. like I'm most of the time procrastinating, like why should I make it? Yeah. Who is going to watch it? Not many people are going to listen to it. Probably. I don't know. So that's there's a lot of questioning always happening. Right. And mm. even if you're do, you are doing it for like almost five and a half, six years, you'll still keep questioning. So mm. for me, whenever I make it, then it just get done with it and post like you don't want to dwell over it because the content type is more instantaneous right. and it's not like a big form, like long format. So from mentally, I release it the moment it's, the edit is done. Even if I see some mistakes <laughs> after a point, I'm not gonna touch it. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's if if it's a client project, then of course they ask for iterations. Hmm. But after some iterations, you also ask like you pay like you charge yeah. them for extra. So that is fine. But from my end, I just release it like. It's done. Wow. We made something. Let's, let's just get done with it. And from distribution perspective, of course, YouTube, we use the YouTube stuff. Like there's no automation involved in anywhere apart from the podcast distribution. Because there we use like Anchor, which, which then distributes to every other platform. Hmm. So podcast, like that is the best thing. It has become so easy to distribute podcast. It's just like anybody can do it now. So that's why even number a second, of podcasts for... are very high.
0: Right, but even for anchor, you uh have to publish your podcast one at a time, right?
1: Uh, for like you can you'll you do a batch for... batch
0: publish? You can schedule it. Yeah, that's there. But schedule also you have to do one by one, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no like a dashboard where you ten and then you do one, one, one. You have to upload one, write the keywords and metadata stuff, Right. And then uh, then you schedule it. so if you have
0: let's say 31 episodes you do it 31 times in anchor yeah
1: Yeah, I did it 31 times but it (laughs) was like once or twice a week so I didn't do it at one day which I could have done easily but then Mm I I didn't edit them that fast so Mm -hmm. as I it was a weekly thing
0: okay and how but it uh,
1: distributes to multiple platforms so that's that's sure
0: yeah right right and what about marketing how do you market how do you let people know that you have Something like this.
1: So there was a phase when I used to do like inorganic marketing. Like I used to pay Facebook to put Mm. my videos everywhere. That was like a beginning phase of it. Uh, And that time I used to also post on Facebook because a lot of people used to post videos on Facebook and YouTube together. So that time I used to pay money and do the marketing bid and telling people like watch my video on WhatsApp and everything. But as now I do not like like that doesn't work. First of all, you can't, you can't pay like, unless until you're selling something, which is really valuable for people and really adds like some sort of immediate value. People are not like paying money for getting your eyeballs on that. It doesn't make any sense because mm. there's no money back from it. Uh, but marketing wise, I just post, maybe I'll post it on Instagram, like say something. If it's a video about some innovation stuff, I'll post it on LinkedIn and uh that's that's about it. Like it's nothing else than that. I might not even put stories anymore. It's just that it's too redundant. Because even if, if let's say if you have hundred thousand followers, then it makes sense to share that. Okay, new mm. stuff is out. Because maybe ten thousand of that will see it. Maybe two thousand will click and go on the link and see it. Mm. But if you have like two and a half thousand, three three thousand, in which like half of your friends, you can't keep <laughs> nagging them like for five years, <laughs> thrice weekly. <laughs> Watch my stuff. Like, they get it. <laughs>
0: um how do you make reels? I
1: so what, what we did is basically because we had 32 episodes. Nah? I, I hired a person to edit it and make reels out of it with subtitles.
0: Oh okay. Can so you now, talk now, about that? Because that this is something new that I'm hearing. So uh you So
1: the task of that person was I sent him I didn't even send him, I just pick, I made an Excel sheet of all the videos I wanted in real format. And then the, that person had to go through the video, find like a real kind of material, like five videos, six videos, which are real worthy, mm. which can stand alone. He had some rules to follow. Mm. And I, I did reviews. So I asked him to do this, not that and stuff like that. So he used to pick the time slots. Then I used to ver- verify the time slot. Okay, this clip works. And then he used to kind of edit like in vertical, put subtitles on it. He used to add also B-rolls B, B on that. But it was very... I didn't like the vibe. It was very cliche of like, mm. Mm. like I'm talking about something and then there will be like maybe <laughs> Britishers, Britishers <laughs> clapping or like maybe some some American eating eating something or laughing, mm. giving high five. Like it do- doesn't make any sense. Mm. So those, those stock footage, I don't like so much because it doesn't go with the vibe. It just feels very artificial. So, but then he used to produce that. So he actually created like 30, 40 of them. I posted, I think 10 out of them, out of all those 30. But again, now I have to post the rest of it. Just the no motivation left. And, this, more, is,
0: like and, and this is for uh, what content? The, the, your Marathi podcast or something else? English,
1: Marathi podcast started recently. Three episodes okay. But okay. this okay. was the English podcast. The 32 episode, no? 31 episode. Huh. The same content. That one. So oh, there okay. we already have about what? I don't... 150-ish episodes or more. Okay. On English. Okay. Out of which I think around 100 are videos. So okay. we had a lot of things to go through from like two, three years ago.
0: How did your, uh, uh, the collaboration with this person go? Like, did you use any particular tools for it?
1: Uh, for him
0: to select the timestamp, then you to look at that timestamp and then go through the video. I mean, how did you do it?
1: Google sheet. So basic, I used to put the video, then you used to add w- basic Google sheet format. First was the title of the video, then the link of the video, and then next uh, columns for the each timestamp and i used to click on it and used to put like a cut on the google drive video link and then has to see the approve if it's good then has to download otherwise i used to mark it in a different highlight color and ask him to like all the orange ones are reviews and all i used to add comments in that particular box with what is supposed to be changed
0: and what did this person use for editing your reels premiere
1: pro i guess premiere pro
0: okay yeah. Are, are there like real editors these days? I, I had no clue. I'm just asking. So I,
1: I I came across, I was looking for somebody from long back, but I couldn't hmm. come across anybody. And the people I came across were charging a lot of money. Hmm. So this particular person, he himself mailed me from like a lot of, I get a lot of cold emails. Hmm. So out, out of those couple of people I taste, like I send them video and ask them to cut those hmm. and hmm. send hmm. me so I can see the quality of work. And I paid them for those two clips. Hmm. And out of that, I picked this one person, but later on, because the demand is high, you know, and now he, uh, is, I think working with also customers from outside on Fiverr and stuff, because I hmm. got introduced to European and us world hmm. and hmm. there the cost of the reel is way higher. So now I think he's cost- charging way more than what I started. With.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, then next question is what is the biggest challenge you face in your creation process
1: uh, i don't know to stay motivated to because <laughs> it all boils down even if we have like technical challenges and everything we yeah. can come like we can always find something to fix right. it right it's just that how can you keep something running and even if you don't keep running it's fine like how do you just feel good about it at the end of mm. the day it's mm. not like that consistency and all those things, like those things are floating around. And I also bought into that at certain point. But then I also realized it doesn't make a lot of sense in a long-term, long-run game. Mm-hmm. So how do you just be like content with your content and not like push yourself? That's like, the, like, I get it. It's not like I don't understand this. It's like, I know how to work on it also, but how to keep that always intact that, okay, this is the game. So h- that's, how,
0: that's how the are the you challenge. solving
1: that problem? Yeah, it's like that. those waves. So it's like, <laughs> I, I know the solution, but the solution is not always working. <laughs> but I give time these days. As I said, no, like uh-huh. there is always this burst, as you also said, that there's always a burst where you are like really high on yeah. energy and N2. So you kind of convert and cash into it and then you try to produce as much faster as possible. Yeah. Or at least yeah. get the starting points of a lot of things. So yeah. you don't have to struggle. So like uh... with... Marathi podcast one hack I'll tell you because now all all this while five years now I'm doing things to the camera by myself alone so there's no Hmm. audience interaction right so it's like one man army there's nobody in the room darkness and just lights on you Uh, but I have like a very long background of music so I have been on stage and performed a lot and Hmm. had that chemistry with the crowd and performed played music for them Hmm. and I I really like the crowd interaction crowd interaction part of it So I always wonder like, how can I bring it to the video content? So now the Marathi podcast, which we are shooting, what we are doing is because Prachi is in front, I, I kind of, I'm interacting with her in a way. Okay. So there's somebody in front of you. So that way it's just easier to get the content out. And it's also much more human other than just Mm -hmm. like a monologue, which is not really as nice as what it would be in front of other people.
0: Right, right. And yeah. uh, how has uh, digital technology impacted uh, your creation process? Uh,
1: I think my the whole creation journey is started only in the digital, all digital approach. Hmm. So that has been like the main fueling factor of everything. Hmm. Uh, though it gives you a lot of options and a lot of possibilities, but that also kind of becomes the obstacle because then you have too many ways of doing things but then you are like okay, why should we do it or then that also becomes like a challenge to overcome so digital has played both ways a good role but then sometimes just going non-digital or like physical and doing stuff with hand just to get the sanity back that Mm. has also played a huge role just to have that balance Uh, but yeah of course digital has been the crucial point because everything we do is because of all these apps and Softwares and platforms and tech.
0: Right. Yeah. And with the tools and technology that's around you right now and you are looking at them, uh, how do you see yourself creating in future? Uh, Do you see yourself continuing on the same path that you have right now or you would like to see something different in you?
1: I see what, what it boils down to is more than how you say it or what kind of tech are we using or what kind of platforms are we using. What you are saying is very important and uh, that is also one thing why why I, I wouldn't go and make a lot of videos right? because a lot of other people can also say the same things or maybe people who have much more experience than me in that particular field will have better understanding and point of view to offer on that particular topic. Hmm. So it's more from the personal journey. Uh, like, like I'm going too philosophical now, or let's say too deep, but it's, I feel it's more towards like what, what you learn, what you can experience, what kind of things you have to offer, which can add value to anybody's life. Uh, hmm. That is, that is more at like the focus. Otherwise then they, it's become like, of course the imposter syndrome and all those terms are also flying around. Uh, but it really boils down to you as a person and what you have to offer. Uh because the world world is going to exist without you as well, but like mm. why your stuff is important and to get to that level, I think it's more like what you learn and what you pick up and what are the things you are doing and experiencing which can give you a different edge uh, mm. than other people to be in this market where there are so many people have so many things to say.
0: Mm. Great. Hey, Suyuk, thanks a lot for your time. I really enjoyed talking with you.
1: Yeah, same here. Thank you for uh, triggering amazing conversations and these thoughts. Some of the things even I had to think about. So it was a nice, nice time. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it it was, it it is actually usually fun that we use a lot of tools and technology for our creations, but we don't necessarily give thought of what actually we are using. And uh, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is to understand, like talking with fellow creators and understand like what exactly... Uh, the tools that they're using and how they how uh, they, it can help other creators uh, right. to to understand. I mean, for example, like the Day One and Obsidian that you just talked about, I had no clue that these <laughs> tools exist. So I'm going yeah, to give, yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Nice, nice. True. Great. Thanks, Soojak. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a creator, I would love to talk with you. Please connect with me through my website or social media. See you in the next episode.